You are watching Weird, a weekly live stream featuring survival horror, science fiction, and fantasy authors Alan Gamboa, Scott Baker, Rich Ristucci, and Hadley Thorne. They get together to discuss, debate, and dissect the latest new movie releases, personal recommendations, and their week-by-week after-viewing responses to a current streaming series. Like, follow, and subscribe to Weird Realities on all our social media at Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Weird Realities, and that's weird with the Y. Be sure to check out our webpage and subscribe to our monthly newsletter where we highlight our partners, followers, weird kids, talk latest books, releases, and more. That's at www.weirdrealities.net. Hey kids, happy Thursday. Howdy everyone. Evening. This week has been a fly by the seat of your pants and knit your parachute as you're flying out the plane. You had a parachute? Are you an airplane? Are you flying? Are you an airplane right now? No, I'm in the metaphysical one. Or a metaphorical one, whichever one you want to pick. Hey, it's my friends, Landa, Tony, and Max. Max. Tony, how you doing, Max? Good to see you. This is cool. Hey. <laughs> Max loves you, Alan. Well, I was, oh, I was I telling um, Scott, Wilson's at the vet, so it might be a little bit more quiet tonight. No, it won't be. Fred is stalking, Fred is stalking Michonne, so if you hear what sounds like a gas leak, it's him. <laughs> sure, that's, blame the gas leak on the... <laughs> I totally forgot what our question for the week was. Oh. Does yeah. anyone remember? Whose no. question was it? Yeah. I think it was Alan's. No, that was last week. That last was last week. week. Yeah. I thought well, was we were something about oh, it was the ghost question. So oh. ghost was our topic. It was um has anyone had a paranormal experience? So, do you guys like the Patriots? Are you guys football fans? That's no, not the that. question, Rich Ristucci. I know. Is it a go- are, did they get ghosted? Uh, yeah, ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like the Patriots, but, you know, it's like they start really well, and then as they get near the end of the season, it's like, you know, their favorite thing is... <laughs> yeah. Well, well, where are you going? to get away from the actual question. It's like when I lived in Virginia... The Redskins, we always used to have a joke. If there was ever a tornado, go to Redskins Stadium because there was never a touchdown there. <laughs> Landa asks, what's wrong with Wilson? Landa, I don't know. Well, the vet does not know. He, we think he ate something and it's stuck. But we, we're, they're having to keep him overnight to find out. Oh. Now hopefully he's, he'll be okay. We're hoping Ooh, it's not like a green that. dog or a dono. I like that. Fred Cam. <laughs> okay, so back, back to the question. Um, Alan, have you had... Oh, oh, you did have a paranormal experience when you worked at the prison, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It wasn't probably as big as anybody's, but yeah, I was working one night, uh, overnights, and I was in my office, and I was writing some logbook stuff, and I hear a voice go, I'm still here. Right in my ear. And talk about the hairs in the back of your neck. Get up. 
and I looked around and I, I went out of my office looking at the rotunda and everything. Nobody in my control booth officer was upstairs on the far side of the control booth sleeping. <laughs> so, yeah, that scared the crap out of me. And I've been touched too. I came home one day and I was in our bedroom and uh, I had something touch me while I was. Oh, uh, it was just me. Was that just you? <laughs> You're a gentleman. In the closet under the bed. Like, was it a Tuesday? Because that's my day. It's my cheat day. Probably your cheat day. Yeah, probably. So I'm. I believe there's something. What about you, Scott? I've had a few. Um, no, I've never felt a ghost presence around me. But I was last November, uh, last October. I was in Salem, and I was doing a paranormal. It wasn't really an investigation. It was one of these things. You went into this this haunted building that was supposedly haunted, and you broke into four groups, and they taught you how to use the paranormal instruments, the EMP and that. And we were in one room, and we, it was the bar. I can't even think of the name of it right now, which is bad since I write paranormal. It's the box that goes from, like, red to green if somebody's oh. there. And we were in a room and we started to get the green hit. So we started doing the, are you here for Rebecca? No, are you here for so? And then when it got to me, it went all the way up green. So we started to, I started to ask the questions. Are you a, a dead relative? Nothing. You know, are you a, a friend of mine who passed away? Nothing. So then I thought, are you a former pet of mine? And it went all the way over green. It turned out it was Walter, who had passed away about six months earlier, and he was reaching out to say hello to me. That's wow. the best thing ever. That's the best ghost story I've ever heard. Oh, I loved it. I made me all warm and fuzzy. Wow. Max's sister claims she's her house is haunted by three ghosts. How about you, Rich? Uh, I want to talk about Hadley. Have you ever had a paranormal experience? I've had a few, but I'm going to tell y'all about the time I thought like I was 100% having a paranormal experience. I lived at this old house in Canton. That Canton's like this kind of a town that's known for having all the old houses and stuff. And the house that I lived in had belonged to a doctor during the Civil War, and it was used as like an infirmary. Well, my friend and I, that was her house, and I was living with her while her parents were away. And we were upstairs messing around with something in the attic. And I heard, hello, hello. And I was like, holy fuck, there's a ghost. And I was like freaking out. You talking about the hairs on the back of your neck and everything. It was her fucking parrot. <laughs> it could talk. It scared me so bad. I was convinced someone was in the house with us. And she's like, oh, no, that's just the bird. Still a like, pretty good story. <sighs> But I was 100% certain I was having a paranormal experience, but nope. Well, Rich, is there anything that just kind of scared you? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Sorry, Max, I had to bleep me out. That was good, Hallie. Fair play. So should we uh, move on to our ghostly movies then? Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, Shall we do, uh, let's do Brooklyn. 45 first how about that and i don't want to give the synopsis because i'm the worst person in this group to give synopsis i'm the worst i, I take credit fully for being so, the worst. <laughs> i'm gonna give my opinion 
So any of you, anybody else want to? I, I can do it, but it's from memory. I didn't write anything down. Yeah. Uh, well, we fly by the seat of our pants this week, so right. have at it. All right. So Brooklyn forty-five is that what it was? Yeah. Yes. Christmas. Don't watch it. Terrible movie. <laughs> Good lord! I, it's like ninety so minutes. Terrible. I will never get back. It's yeah. so bad. It's so terrible. It starts off with these two people getting out of a car. A man and a woman. They're married. Uh, they meet another guy that was with the woman. I don't know any of their names. I can't remember any of their names because this movie sucked at that. <laughs> they meet another dude. Uh, they go into the house. And what it is is it's a it's a meetup, just like a, hey, how you doing, of these um, four people that were in the war together, World War II together. Yeah. And there's a colonel. There's two majors. And I don't I didn't get her name, but she was an interrogator, which she was basically a torturer. Right. For um, for the U.S. and she would torture, you know, crowds. She tortured the Germans for information. Um, the colonel who's kind of running things, he's already pretty much in his cups, and he's like, "Hey, yeah, you guys know my wife killed herself back on Thanksgiving Day, and blah blah." And they go into that, and then he's like, "I want to have a seance," and they're, you know, it's like, "Oh, that's crazy. That's not going to happen." So they have their seance. And shit gets spooky. Um, is he, the colonel, throws up this ocean sunfish, basically. It's this blob of jelly. And then a hand comes out of it, and, you know, the hand is doing this kind of thing. That was the only thing in the entire movie that just didn't absolutely suck. And it still wasn't that good. Fast forward, he blows his brains out right there in front of everybody on the table. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of spoilers here. I know it just came out, but you're not going to watch this movie because it was that bad. I, <laughs> do, I don't have the same opinion. That's okay. That, that's all right. Um, doors banging. Suddenly, after the guy's dead, a woman falls out of the door, and it's a German woman who lives down the street that uh, dead guy's wife had sort of disliked because she was German, and she thought she was a German spy. So then they can't get out of the room. It's all spooky. And then it's like a 45-minute battle discussion about who has the key or one of the majors has the key, and he won't give it up. Uh, gun, one guy has a gun. Oh, my God, it was just so bad. I don't want to give, you away, give away the ending in case you do watch it. Don't watch it. It was terrible. Uh, but that's Literally, it was literally 40 minutes of them discussing, you know, the, the girl who fell out of the um, out of the door. She's all tied up to the closet. Sorry. Uh, you know, is she a German spy? Let's kill her. Let's torture her to find out that type of thing. And it was there was really nothing scary about it. No. The guy, the colonel guy comes back to life, uh, smashes his face on the table a bunch of times, tells everybody to, you know, kill the crowd. And that's pretty much it. It's it, I wouldn't call it a happy ending. I don't want to tell you what happens with the other characters. But I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brains trying to think of anything about that that was spooky. The guy put, he's like, all right, let's go. And he, he put the key in the hole and the, the, like the door sucked the key into the hole. That was, I guess, kind of creepy. Uh, they couldn't break the window to get out. That's it. That's really Did it. we watch the same movie? 
<laughs> yes. Well, I don't know if you did. Did I not give you a, a synopsis of what no, you watched? No, you did, but I mean, like, it was scary to me. There were parts in this I thought were very frightening. Okay, well, I'm done, so you go. Go ahead. Yeah, name one. What do you got, boss? Well, I mean, when the dead man was talking, that was kind of scary. But no, when they were um, sitting around the table and they were having their seance, there were some frightening aspects of that. Like with the sounds that were being made and the, the fact that, you know, the guys sitting there going, we can't break the circle, who break the circle, blah, 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 blah. Um, it was just, it was kind of intense there for a minute. I thought, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't the best, but I mean, it's a Shudder original and I felt like Shudder did a good job. It was... It was started when I watched. It. it was more of a of a thriller than it was a, a horror. I mean, they had horror elements in it of the ghost that's unleashed in there, but I thought it was kind of intense. On you knew that poor German gal wasn't going to make it out of there. You just knew it. There was just too much stacked against her, and you wondered was she really a spy or not? Because it kept fluctuating. You know, she was too slick at some. At, sometimes in this in the story you know to to just be a, a german housewife you know and so, it made you kind of feel for her you know because she was you know it, it basically it was about Im you know immigrants in a way you know how we mm -hmm. you know look at them like you know oh, they're yes. bad and all that but i thought it was kind of more of a of a thrill more like of a like a twilight zone episode you know you had these yes. four individuals Oh, five individuals, I guess. And then you had this problem. And you had a horror, uh, supernatural element thrown in. Um, I thought the acting wasn't bad at all. No, I, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. I just don't know. I mean, Rich doesn't like I, I would go so far as to say the acting literally, it, okay, not literally, figuratively put me to sleep. It was just <laughs> so slow and so boring. I just I couldn't stand it, and it was all ooh, ah, ooh, and there were a couple of plot twists, and it was just well, the thing about the plot that or the the story that I found interesting was out of everyone in the room, we have one of the um, I'm not gonna remember anybody's name or their rank. Bob, yeah, that guy, Yola. that Yola. guy, he he committed war crimes, and he was you know. Yeah. It was under the direction of another person mm -hmm. and then the only person who sympathizes with him is the german lady yeah. and my thing was okay even if she is or was a spy she was just doing her job just like they were doing theirs so right. really their persecute or the persecution of her was more like the persecution of themselves. I mean, it was it was kind of if you if you got that deep into it, it was kind of interesting. It was like their said, comeuppance. Yeah, sorry, Heather. It was their comeuppance. Well, that was the whole point of it, committed. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let me ask um, you this little tidbit of a question. It's 1945. War's over. Hitler's dead. Nazi Party is destroyed and no longer existing. Who the hell is she going to spy to? Yeah. Who is she going to give information to? And what information is she going to be able to give? Living in a backwater street in Brooklyn. Well, and that's the point. I mean, yeah, that was, was the paranoia. point. I think it was um, his wife's paranoia. And yeah, of course it was. He was so, he had a lot of guilt, I think, about his that. wife. That that's what fueled that. 
And and then they had the gay the gay the guy that was gay. Mm-hmm. You know that the war crime war yeah. criminal. Yeah, well, yeah, the war criminal guy. And he was not a war criminal. No, but you know how the media is. Yeah, you can't kill kids, man. You can't kill kids. You know. You, I mean, but look you at, have to take. I mean, you, you've got. They to were, do your, okay, if someone gives you a direct you order, kids? well, they were, okay, Scott. They were looking at it through a modern what he did through a modern lens, just like. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Yeah. When people look at it through a modern lens, you know, a nowadays lens. You know, back then, hey, that was the solution. That it was all rage. Yeah. So I I like that character. Um and how he was, you know, he's supposed to be this killer, but yet he was gonna let her go. Yeah. You know, he, he was in she was able to get him to sympathize with her. And I, I did like that part. And um, if you ever see that movie about the Black Dahlia murders with Chris Pine, uh, something, something the night. I am the night. I am the night. That guy plays uh, like, a, like a killer that's working for the Black Dahlia killer. Anyway. So that's, that's Scott. I know. I see you shaking your head, chopping at the bit. My turn. Yes. There was one good thing about this movie. The female character looked kind of hot in the military uniform. <laughs> other than that, other than that, it sucked on so many levels. They're five best friends from World War II. I have never seen five best friends be so mean to each other, at each other's throats. Um, you know... Why were they? Yeah, the guy. Why were they using the F word? It was. It, it was. I think it was a guilt they carried. I think all the guilt that they carried together, you know. And um, there was no. There should have been no guilt. First of all, I'm sorry. He's not a war criminal. It is a war zone. There's a sniper. He goes. He throws. He. he he throws explosives into a building, kills a whole bunch of school children. He's a war criminal. No, it's a war zone. That is what happens in war. If the kids, and she's like, well, we knew they were there because it was on the list. There was no freaking list like that during World War II. The enemy was shooting from that building, take the building out, period. If there's innocent people inside, well, there were innocent people in London during the Blitz. That whole thing just turned me off. You know, you're a war. I'm going to turn against you if you don't shoot that German girl who we don't know is a spy. Also, if she's an interrogator, she got nothing out of the Germans. No. You know, oh, we're going to stick a needle under your finger. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, she didn't want to do that. And I really don't think she wanted to do that with her husband in the room. That's not the way you interrogate. That's not the way we did it in World War II. You don't sit there and ask her a question and then stick the finger stick it under her finger and ask again. You well, would, would interrogate. Woman, you would a woman inter- have been an interrogator during World War II? Possibly. It's it's possible. It's it's kind of unlikely. But the way you would interrogate them is in the circumstances she would be in. You'd keep on asking the questions until she's until the the person being interrogated slipped up. 
then you'd have to help out physically. But the minute they made the mistake, then you'd go after them. That's how I did it in my job, you know? Now, granted, if you're in the field and it's like, what's over the other rim? You know, the Germans are attacking. What are they attacking with? I'm not going to tell you. You shoot him in the head and go to the other one. No way she did that type of stuff. That to me, I like the idea that, yes, they were in the room. They were doing the, the seance. And then one of them jumped and broke the ring. So you knew they were now trapped in this environment. I like lost all the movie lost what little credibility it had. Little credibility when the German girl comes falling out of the the closet because they think she's the ghost making the noise. I don't know. Rich said the scene. What was the scene you said that was kind of scary? The hand. Oh, the hand. Yeah. See, scary's the wrong word. It was just new for that movie. Um, to me, to me, this the scary scene was when was when the husband came back and he starts banging his head on the table and keeps on like every time he comes up, his head is smashed. That was like. Oh, okay. That's thirty seconds. Not the worth hole, it. The hole in the back of his head—that was. Ugh. Ah, forty-five. Big bullet. I just like I said. The only thing about this movie was she looked good in she looked good in a military uniform. Other than that, I just there was just so much about this movie that was like, okay, you know. My 10-year-old nephew could write better than this. Okay, I'm going to say this is the same man who makes us watch Thanksgiving. <laughs> but there's a difference. I No one has ever said Thanksgiving was meant to be a good, scary horror movie. Shackenstein was never meant to be a good, scary horror movie. They're meant to be schlock. This movie was trying to pass itself off as a good, scary, occult, paranormal movie. It wasn't. We need to have more movies like this. I, man, I, I love this, Scott. You're just... Yeah, I man, know. Like, Where, where'd Scott go? And all the people are, you know, Lander and Max are like, oh, Scott's all wild up. It was just, it was so bad. I mean, there was nothing about this that rang true. Hi, Fox, God. I'm with you, buddy. This was terrible. I will give you it was probably 20 minutes too long. That's what she said. Anyway. <laughs> 20 minutes. It was 90 minutes too long. I I did. I liked it. I thought it was interesting enough. Uh, you know. I felt like it was a nice reprieve from some of the crap we've been watching lately. <laughs> Max is right. Hadley will never let things killing go. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Well, we are. Yeah, this killing. <laughs> I think this will. This is the uh, first movie we've split evenly on. Yeah. yeah. You know. So what so would you give it, Alan? Huh? What would you give it? Oh, I would. I'll give it a three because I wouldn't watch it again. I, I, I would say you know if you want a thriller, Twilight Zone type of locked room movie, you check this one out. You know, um, forget what Scott said, because that, that'll be in the back of your head the whole time you're watching it. You'll be going, no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I, I give it a three. 
and I, it's not a movie I'd watch again. What about you, boss? About the same. It's not something I'd watch again, but I mean, it's a new movie. It was a Shutter original, and you know, it's out there, and it's Halloween. So, I like I like some parts about it. I like the setting. I like the idea of it. You know, I really like a ghost story at Christmas. So, what about and I would not watch this again unless I'm kidnapped by North Koreans and they put this on a continuous loop to torture me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Scott. I'm going to give it less than one. It just, it was not for me. I will add to it, the guy that played the uh, colonel or whatever he was that killed himself, that's Larry Fessenden. He's directs a lot of indie movies and he's into a lot of indie movies. It looks a little bit like Jack. Well, Larry, if you're watching, Alan did not think that your movie was not. It did not suck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. All right, then. Moving on. We move on. Right. <laughs> However, I can't say that about the recommendation of the week. <laughs> This is where Hadley's going to get revenge on me. <laughs> okay. I picked the movie The Key. Um, I don't know how many of you have seen it. It's it's based on a 1981 book by F. Paul Wilson, which became a national bestseller. Um, oh, Max is asking what the score was, the overall score for the book, uh, for the movie. About seven. <laughs> yeah. Three from Adley, three from Alan, yeah. less than one from Scott and I. I yeah. gave it a point five. Yeah. Um it's a good <clears throat> the book was fantastic. The movie falls far short of the book. Um I'm gonna say it right now. I knew it when I picked this. It's not a great movie. It's a fun movie. It's one of those movies I watch like every 10 years. And I picked it because of the World War II paranormal. Begins with a German Wehrmacht unit going into Romania um, during the, it's right after the, in, the German invasion of the Soviet Union. They're going in because they've been told to fortify a keep in this Romanian village. Now, they never, I don't think the book ever did. The movie doesn't explain why is a German Wehrmacht unit, rather than fighting on the Eastern Front, going into a country that we're allied with to take over this giant old building that nobody gives a crap about? Yeah, but, I don't remember, Scott. I don't. No. I read the book, too. I don't remember. Yeah, they don't. But it's just they had to be in there. And then what happens is the, they run into the caretaker. He says, the building's been here. Nobody knows who built it. Nobody knows why it's here. You know, in the German office, I think it was uh, Jürgen Pluch now yeah. from Das Boot. He's saying, you know, this wasn't built to keep people out. This was built to keep people in. And there's all of these crosses around it. Um, the German troops think they're made of gold. And the guy, the caretaker says, no, they're made of nickel. And two of the Germans think, ah, the hell, we're going to make money. So they... They use the bayonets, they, they um, dig out one of the crosses, and all of a sudden this 
wall opens and he he like plump thank god he's on the rope and he plummets to the end and you see this gigantic abyss which is one of the best scenes in the movie where they do the plan shot and you see how big this place is and then the demon comes up tears him in half and then kills the other guy and from here on in every night germans are getting murdered in this place so then they send in the SS unit uh, led by Gabriel Byrne. And I mean, Gabriel Byrne plays the SS officer like a perfect SS officer. Cold, cruel, heartless. You know, first thing he does when he gets into town is he throws three people against the wall and shoots them and take hostages. And they find this unique writing in it. And the, the local priest tells them, oh, this is ancient. We don't know it. The only person who knows it is this Jewish historian that, you know, that lived in uh, Budapest. And it turns out that the SS was sending them to a camp. So they get him and his daughter and bring him in. Meanwhile, Scott Glenn gets this calling that really nobody ever knew about. And he makes his way because I don't think they mentioned it in the movie, but he is an immortal. He's the one that trapped this demon. Uh, what was his name? I do Molasar. Yeah, Molasar, yeah. Molasar in the, the, the evil, the evil is the otherness, I believe. Yeah. In the book it's series. the first, yeah, it's like the ultimate evil. And Glenn Close's character is the one that trapped it in here, and now he's going to help them. And the book what? just Glenn Close, Scott Glenn. Okay, Scott Glenn. I was I'm sorry. Like, that's a woman, I'm and I didn't see her. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah. Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Forgive me. Um, I mean, there were some great scenes in it. Um, you know, there's like one scene with two of the Wehrmacht officers are trying to rape Ian McKellen's daughter and the thing comes out and rips them apart. And the demon convinces Ian McClellan that he's the good guy and that the Germans are bad. And that if you release me, I can go kill thousands and thousands of Nazis. Being, oh, and he also uh, takes away all the illness he has. He has a strange disease called, oh, I don't remember it. I can't Overacting, overactingness. Scleroderma that like turned him from 40 into almost 80. He, he, he clears that up. He makes him young and healthy. And almost and is trying to convince him, if you release me from this tomb, I'll destroy all the Nazis. When his ultimate goal is to destroy the world. Scott Glenn shows up and then there's the, the battle. There's the German officer who's pretty decent. The SS officer who just... Gabriel Byrne plays him perfectly. He's an SS asshole. And then there's the battle between... Scott Glenn, not Glenn Close, Scott Glenn and Ian McCullum. I think Scott Glenn could kick Glenn Close's ass. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I saw her in Fatal Attraction. <laughs> um, I don't want to give away the end of the movie. It's worth watching. The problem yeah. is, the problem to, with the movie is to me, it was filmed in this weird early 1980s style where you could have a scene that you could have effectively done in 10 to 15 seconds that would drag on for two minutes with this weird music in the background. Oh, that music. 
that yeah that you didn't need. It was 1980s um, music. Huh? 1980s horror movie music. Yeah, I mean, I guess the film is like kind of classic now among people that like the group that did the music. <laughs> Only them. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that are not explained. The makeup of the demon is pretty good for 1983 and for the budget. The plot is pretty good. Uh, the ending is good. Uh, the ending is different from the book. So if you read the book, you want to watch the ending of the movie. It's not the best movie out there, but if you've never seen it, I would recommend watching it at least once. Just don't expect a movie that's rating five. Can I can I jump in? Sure. Before I forget, because I will forget. This is directed by Michael Mann, whose big thing was Miami Vice. And it was all stylish. And if you look at this, he tried to do stylish with it. The music was done by Tangerine Dream. They did uh, music for that Roy Scheider movie uh, where they're driving nitroglycerin through the Amazon called oh, Sorcerer. Sorcerer? Yeah, Sorcerer. That movie is yeah. yeah. But you could tell the music, you know, is, is this, the music was odd. It's like a low budget zombie movie music. That's what it reminded me of. Low budget zombie movie music. Fred you know? doesn't like it. <laughs> this, there is a. He filmed a three and a half hour version of this. So that would explain, because you, when you're watching it, you know it, there's stuff missing. I mean, it didn't go in depth on the German soldiers, you know, being killed, really. You know, it didn't go in depth on anything. You know, even Glenn Close's character. You owe me. They didn't go in depth on, on him. You know, and his... He, you know, he, this is some of his worst acting. I, I like Scott Glenn. He's a, he's, a, I think he's a, yeah, a good yeah. actor. But this is kind of his, the acting he did in this wasn't good. It is a cool movie, in the aspect of you've got Nazis, German soldiers, and a demon, in this keep, which that was filmed in North Wales. We looked it up. Oh really? We thought, yeah, we thought it'd be Romania or somewhere, but no, North Wales. So. It's a you know you watch it now and it's a flawed movie. Back then it was different. You know, um, I would like to see the three and a half hour version of this because mm -hmm. it might make sense. Because it doesn't make sense to you, you know. And like did Scott Glenn glam like a vampire that woman? Because I mean they were just like you know right away. Yeah. You know. Well, it, he didn't have a reflection in the mirror. Right. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, is he supposed to be a vampire? No, he's he's an immortal. He's throughout this book series that F. Paul Wilson wrote. Um, if you ever read the Repairman Jack series, you should read it. Repairman Jack. I believe Repairman it's Jack. Archangel. Yeah, I think, I think that's the reason he's immortal. Is, I can't remember. I, I can't remember he, what it was, but he's but he's got angel right. in him, or or he was cursed by an angel. Which I can't remember. In the in the book series, there's in one of the books, final books with him in it. There's a big apocalyptic battle. We should um, do a book club. It's 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 a it's a cool series. It's a Repairman Jack. If you guys haven't read Repairman Jack series, F. Paul Wilson, read it. It's worth it. And I'll tell you this: the ending in this is different than the book. The and in the book series, he marries that woman, and she lives as a mortal till her end days. Oh. Um, but I, you watch it now. It's like when we watched Vampires last week. It was like. You know, like the thing Scott pointed out. I, 
liked vampires. Well, I I, I, did, I did too, but it just didn't hold up like it did when I first saw it. You know? Um, but that's my two cents. Someone else got a nickel to throw out there? I went first last time. You guys go. Okay. I'm going. Okay, so... Y'all remember when we watched Excalibur? Yeah. And how it sucked. <laughs> this was like 10 times worse. Because it had all the glory of Excalibur in modern times, kind of. In the rear... Uh, I don't know. I just kept I just kept having visual impact of... of it was like Lady Hawk and Excalibur had a bastard child and it was this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there, the things that like I took from this movie was, I wonder if Ian McKellen has been typecast because you know Magneto fought the Nazis, yeah, and Charles Xavier was in a wheelchair and boof, there we go. And what's his name? The Wizard, but Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf. Yeah. See all typecast anyway so i was i thought about that and i thought um about like i said about, i kept seeing merlin's hat remember the silver hat um i saw that and i was it was interesting to see all of these actors who i got introduced to when they were probably in their 30s or 40s young yeah, yeah. so that was the best part about this movie to me I can say nothing else about it other than what the fuck. Because that was the pretty much basis of what I took away from this movie. And I don't mean to hate on it. I probably would have enjoyed it in the 80s because this is right up my alley as to what kind of stuff I like. But it was just not um, great. However, I do have some good news for y'all. They've announced they're going to remake it. The key? Yep. Who's going to make it? Who's going to make it? Well, let me just tell you. Um, Greg Nicotaro, I think, is one of the people. It's going to be good. Yeah. Greg Nicotaro, the walking dead guy. He he did all kinds of makeup for everybody for the past 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. He was probably a fan of this. He's going to be directing this. Ah, great. He's a good director. The news comes to us directly from author F. Paul Wilson. And what's more, none other than Greg Nicotaro is the one who will be directing this take of the rich material. Well, F. Paul Wilson, he hated this version of the movie so bad that he wrote this short story called Cuts, where uh, Hollywood with a screenwriter puts a voodoo curse on this director that totally screws up his movie. So that was his. He, that was his. Uh, I guess way to uh, get some closure to this. But you know, the paycheck was probably pretty nice too. Well, and just so you know, this was announced in January of 2023, so it's pretty accurate. Let me just before Rich goes, let me just say, tag on to one thing Hadley said. It was fun watching this movie because Scott Glenn, Clutch now, Burn. I was. I was shocked at how, oh God, I can't even think of his name now. Um, Oh, Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen. He's like Sean Connery. 
they were not that good looking as young men, but they got much more handsome the older they got. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Ash is going to say. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do it. Did he get, what happened to him? Because he used the gay word. Oh. Uh, uh. Well, keep going. Keep going, Scott. No, I'm just saying that that's what's, what's funny was I'm watching it because I haven't seen it in 10 years. And I'm like, wait a minute, that guy looks familiar. And I looked it up on um, IMDb and it's like, shit, that's Gabriel Byrne. Gabriel Byrne, um, he was really good in that role, but he's another one that he plays evil really well. Yes. Okay, where are you? On the way. There there you are. AT&T sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, guys, gals. Keep going, I think Scott. it's Rich's turn. Oh, no, that's all I wanted to just say, that I think Ian McKellen's much handsomer now than he was back then. Well, we know what way you like clean. <laughs> Come on, Hadley. you got to admit, if Sean Connery or Ian McKellen were hitting on you, you'd be... <laughs> Well, maybe really? not Sean Connery anymore. Well, I was going to oh, say, um, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I love me some Ian McKellen, but I just don't think that we match up the way that a, a, no. a man and a woman should. <laughs> you, you can't make an age. You and Ian can't make an age, Hadley. So right. <laughs> Rich, go ahead. because we can. So, shockingly, I liked horror books when I was a kid. Um. And I, and I read The Keep, and it was fantastic. It was such a great book. I couldn't wait for the movie to come out. The movie came out in 1984, 1983, something like that. I was like 15 years old. I loved it. I loved that movie when it came out. I, it was so good that we got out of the movie theater, my friend Chris and I, and we went right back in and saw it again. It was, it was that good. Uh, you know, flash forward 10 years. Fast forward, fast forward 10 years, and I saw it on, I think, VHS. And I was like, ooh, I can get this in. I can watch it on my TV. And it was so good. I loved it. Now we're talking about, you know, the early 90s, right? So I, I watched it again like a year ago, and I was kind of like where you guys were. I was like, eh, it wasn't as good as I thought it was back in the day. It dated, but there's still some really cool parts. And so I went into it, I watched it again Monday night, Sunday night, and I liked it a little more than I did a year ago because I was expecting it to, to suck, and it didn't. It, it wasn't terrible. It is absolutely dated. It's a movie that was made, you can definitely tell, like the Tangerine Dream, that it was made in the 80s, and they... The acting was good, but it was sort of overdone. Like Ian McKellen's, a, you, you just can't say he's a bad actor. He's a great yeah. actor. And he just played a little bit too hard in this. Jurgen Parch now did really good. I he did. Gabriel Byrne was a prick. He was a, just a bastard, and, and he nailed it. Um, I thought Scott Glenn was okay, but he was that typical, like, um, stoic type of, of just talking really quiet and monotone guy. Um, he, he was all right. Of them all, 
he was probably probably the worst in that. Yeah. But I like Scott Glenn. I don't want you to think that I didn't like him. Yeah. But some of the stuff in this movie, one of the things that Scott said, like, oh no, maybe it was Alan said, is when um, is initially when the Germans are trying to you know the rip the the nickel crosses off, and they do find a silver one, and that silver one was the one that was holding in. This one big block in the keep where where I, it was Scott said it, and you go and you look down in this abyss, and that was really cool. And then you see this light, and it's like so far away, and it comes in, and it just comes down, and and it just tears that guy into pieces. And he was all like soggy, and there was bits of him hanging off, and that was really cool. Some good gore for the time. Yeah. Um, the demon itself, Molossar, if you can call him a demon, I, I don't really know. Yeah. I, I guess he was a demon. He was just some kind of he was some kind of celestial being that they had trapped, you know, like three hundred years before. So he's, like he's like the otherness or something yeah, like that. that. I think that's what they called him was yeah. the otherness, or he or he worked for the otherness. Maybe yeah. like it's according been, it's been a, to according to Wikipedia, the book, not the movie, he is an ancient sorcerer from the first age of humans. Oh. Okay, there you go. That's he good. makes a lot of sauces. Yeah. Yes, he's a saucer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Massachusetts. Anyway, so each this creature is now loose, and each night he goes on a, a slaughter fest killing Germans. And it's kind of like if you saw the last voyage of the Demeter, each night he gets a little stronger and he gets more to him until finally he's this big, like. He almost looks like he's made out of iron, but it's all like cut muscle and stuff like that. Uh, he's got a weird head, uh, big trapezius, like crazy trapezius muscles. And that was pretty cool at the time, but I'm looking at it now and I'm like, eh, Very Clash right. of the Titans circa Harry Hamlin. Kind of. I mean, kind of Clash of the Titans, although that was more or less at the same time, right? It wasn't Clash of the yeah. Titans in 1985. So. If you like those '80s horror movies and you like Tangerine Dream, who did the the scores for like a lot of those movies back then, probably two dozen, um, then then I think you might like this movie. But you've got to go in knowing that it's definitely dated. You're watching a movie from 1983, I think. So if you go in knowing that, I think you'll like it a lot more. And that's it. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> it's we know it's Scanley was talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I sort of won the wing. Yeah, it um, like to me, this is some of besides Das Boot, this is some of Jurgen Prochnow's good, better acting. And you, he's not in enough, you know. He did a few big movies. Uh, what was that? The one with Harrison Ford, where you know they took the president's plane, you know, he had a, a kind of small role in that, but he just never got. You know, he never blew up like he, he did, plays I a thought. good bad guy. He does he's very despicable. He does, but he just kind of, you know, didn't blow up it like he should have. And he played the great, the good, a more human German soldier, as compared to Gabriel Burns, you know, asshole, you know, SS guy. And and like you said, Scott's Glenn acting was probably the weakest in this. He was like a Jedi, you know. I thought those two border guards should just gone, let me pass. You know, instead of his eyes going, that, he didn't really act. He didn't. He really didn't act. You know, uh, and the guy that played the priest, I don't know if you remember Hill Street Blues, but he used to be the uh, shift. 
yeah. sergeant on there, or the cop. Uh, the, oh, or one of the big, he's in Lady cop. Hawk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was in Lady Hawk. He yeah. was the priest again. Yeah. Oh. Up on the, t- well, that was up on the, the Masada type thing. And you, you know, Michael Mann, he, he, you know, his big thing was Miami Vice, like I said. So I was expecting guys to come out in, you know, those linen, you know, suits, the white pastel suits and fight this thing, you know, and it, it's just too stylistic. If it was grid, done grittier, you know, it would have been great. But it would just, in the murders of all the, the soldiers, they kind of glossed over, except for the two at the beginning, you know. Yeah. They just kind of glossed over that big, you know, you see them dying real quick and then they show the remake. And it would have been cool to see them all get killed, you know, take time and, and see that. And they, they just, but like I said, there's a three and a half hour cut out there. The one the special. The one special effect I really liked was when was when our Amalasa saves the uh, the daughter Magda from being raped, and as he's carrying her, it's just this almost like cloud with the eyes embedded in it, yeah. carrying her through the keep. That I thought was pretty good, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'll watch this movie again down the road. You know, oh, it's yeah. just one of those movies that's stuck in my nostalgic yeah. craw. Exactly. I'll wait for the new release. Hopefully it'll be better. <laughs> David Hasselhoff, yes, he would have saved this movie, Max. Oh, he eating a hamburger. <laughs> yep. So what are we getting? Yeah. But David Hasselhoff would have had to play one of the Germans. <laughs> oh, you're right. He'd be yeah. the singing German. You know, the one at chow time, he's playing his guitar and they're singing, you know, uh, <laughs> songs from Das Boot, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so what do we get? Are anybody else have anything to add to this? Any of you? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? No, let's rate it up. Okay, happy. I'm gonna give it a 1.5. Oh, oh, oh! You should have seen this back in 1983, Hadley. Oh, no. Rich. Uh, so 2023, Rich. He's gonna give this a three. But 1983, it's always stayed the same with me. I've never liked liked it more or less. I give it a solid three. Fair, fair play. I give it. A, I'll give it a three because um, I remembered I liked it more back then, and then I watched it and saw. Okay, you know, but back then that's the special effects we had. Yes, you know, and then of course they had that scene with the daughter and Glacken, and I think I was like, I don't know, eighteen. No, no, I was like nineteen. So. Well, now I know the real reason all three of y'all liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. I do recommend the book series. I'm going to check out the book series. I mean, like I said, this sounds like something I would love. Just, and maybe in the 80s, I would like this better. I might have liked it better if I saw it any week but this week. But this week, this movie did not rock my world. And that's okay. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I'm, I wouldn't have watched it. I probably wouldn't have watched it again if we hadn't recommended it, you know, there's yeah. just so many other ones. But. 
So I'm well, glad you recommended it. Enough, I got to ask y'all. So, you know, our theme this week was ghost. So have you seen a ghost movie that you thought was really good? I mean, yeah. The uh, Conjuring movies, I, I guess it's a demon that trapped a ghost. And I, I thought that was good. The one where they were in England. Um, ghost movie. Did you ever see Ghost Story with Fred Astaire? Yeah. That's a, a so again, that's another one. I loved that movie when it first came out, but I, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I just I don't know how that's gonna go. You know, I loved the book. It's one of the few books that really scared me. Because mm-hmm. they had a scene in there where they described this guy turning into a werewolf, and that just that got me. I still remember that. I was disappointed in the movie. Because yeah. they cut so much out. My favorite ghost movie. And that barely makes it as a ghost movie. It's more of a horror monster movie. The remake of 13 Ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was good. Ghost Ship is another one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard, I think Netflix is going to do a series on 13 Ghosts. And each episode is supposedly going to be the backstory of one of the ghosts in the movie. Well, I recommend very highly if you haven't seen The Others with Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. thought Brooklyn 45 was going to be like it. The yeah. Others? The, the others. others. Yeah, it's actually pretty decent. It's yeah. got a great twist at the end. Yeah. yeah. And some of the, like the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, it was all right. Was, yeah. Hell, Hell House with Roddy McDowell, I think it was. Back in the seventies, I think that's a good one. It's um, there's a lot of them out there. Just you know, sifting through the good ones. Did you guys ever watch or read the book The Entity? No, but I saw the movie. Was that the one that like had Karen Black in it? Yes. 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 That's like based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's... How about the Frighteners? Have you guys ever seen the Frighteners? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Is it's that like, the one with um Michael J. Michael, Fox? Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Um, now, there was one with Liam Neeson, Owen Wilson. We did that one. The yeah. dream one. Um, yeah. We did Gosh, that one on the show. What the heck was the name of that one? It's the one with the giant fireplace. Yeah. The yeah. of Hill House? Is that it? Yeah, something like that. It's, it's a remake of, yeah, so that's probably it. I know it was a. It's been done a few times. Well, what about our audience? What movies did y'all like that are that are ghostly? Hmm. The haunting. Jeez, it. it um. Casper. From <laughs> the ghost. Of- <laughs> well, you know, not terrible. You know what I like the ghost scene from oh. Beetlejuice. I was gonna say Beetlejuice. Sixth Sense. Um, oh, Sixth Sense was good. The, oh my God! What was the one with Daniel Radcliffe, like the Woman in Black? Oh yeah, Woman in Black. That was scary as hell, and not the entire movie, but from the uh, the remake of um, Dark Shadows. I haven't seen that. The ghost at the end is spooky. 
I'm so confused. I thought Dark Shadows was the one with like Barnabas Collins. Yes. Yes. Yes, but there's the, the there's the mother who died. And she comes doesn't isn't that the one where she comes back at the very end? See, I haven't seen I haven't seen the re, that's I remember a remake. A ghost. I just remember Johnny Depp as a vampire was yeah. comic. Well, Craig Boland's throwing out this Ghostbusters. We forgot about Ghostbusters. <laughs> the Shining. Yeah, Shining. Yeah, the miniseries is pretty good. Yeah, did you ever see that with the no. dude from Wings? It's no. oh no, I did see that actually. The yeah, the yeah, miniseries and I mean, is much better than the movie. Yeah, because it, it's able to unpack more, and and you don't have that baggage from what's his face. Uh, so I don't read Stephen King anymore. Like I just kind of outgrew him as a reader. But my friend Christy has read every book he's ever written, and she says they're all connected. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's not giving up on me, but no, she says that all the books are connected. That you know, and I don't. I have to, like I don't even know how to think about it because I don't know how that works. But she says they're they're all connected if you read them all. Oh. Have, Speaking have of you, shining, have you seen the uh, Castle Rock series? Oh yeah. No, oh, you, okay. you know what movie we have to talk about is Poltergeist. Oh yeah, that's a ghost story, and that was pretty spooky when it came yeah. out. The the remake of it with the little tumbling clowns scared me. I haven't seen the remake. Is it worth watching? Yeah, it's worth seeing. We went to see the theater. It was creepy. Okay. You'll never hear the pitter pat of little feet going down your hallway at night and think about anything but clowns again. Now, another movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. We enjoyed that. Didn't you recommend that one time? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, yeah, I, would call that I, mean, I recommended movie. a movie you liked. A what, Rich? I said I would call it a witch movie. I thought she was yeah. a witch. Uh, I thought she was a vampire. No, nah, she was a witch because it was she cursed those guys. I've been watching. Uh, well, I turned it off, but it was an autopsy movie about a. <laughs> so, f- I don't even think I should talk about this online. But now you have to. No, I'll tell y'all when we go off. But, yeah, um, what about everybody else who now wants to know? <laughs> Message me and I'll tell y'all, but I'm not going to talk about it on here. <laughs> Mike says child play. Yeah, yeah, that is a ghost story because it's his spirit that goes into that doll. That serial killer. So, yeah. That is. Um, man, there's a ton of so them. So what are we doing next week? Next week, we have chosen... The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which I've never heard of. It's, it's on, a new movie. It's supposed to be Prime. good. I think it's on Prime, right? It's, Maybe. It's where this young girl creates a, her own Frankenstein's monster. Uh, from her brother that committed suicide. Oh. And who, whose recommendation is next week? I believe it is Scott. Scott then... I no, think, because I recommended the key. No, I'm trying to think. It's me, then you, oh. and then Al, and, and then Rich. I oh. think is how it goes. I think it's your turn. Okay. You being Alan. Then I will have something by this by Saturday. We'll have something by Saturday then. A fine plan. Something uh, maybe in line with this. 
definitely. I will. I will. I swear, I will. Now I'm just trying to remember what was that movie? The it was the animated one about the kid who brings his dog back as a Frankenstein monster. Paranorman. Paranorman. Oh, yeah, no, freaking weenie. It was freaking What's our movie for next week? Do we know or or new movie? Oh, you just told me. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sleepy. On that note, I'm going to let y'all go. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's one hour, and it is time for us to say goodnight, and I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. So, until next week, where can they find you? Weird realities. I'm just lost. Nobody finds me. No one one can find Rich. lost. In the internet. You can find me where you find them. There you go. All there right. you go. Find Jill. us in all places. I'll Jill be on the Weird Awakening tomorrow night. I don't know what we're talking about, but I will be there. Oh, girl kids. No, Craig, I am not drunk. I wish I was. I'm going to have a drink tomorrow night. Check um, out my Facebook page this weekend because the cover reveal and the pre-order for the uh, Chronicles of Paul 3 is coming up. Nice. Right. Yeah. Scott Very Baker cool. doing all that stuff. He's writing where other people can't. I need you to write some books for me, Scott. Yeah. I know, Scott. Yeah. I wish I had your passion for writing. Uh, thank God. I wish I had the money that like, Paul Wilson gets for his books. Thank yeah. you, Max. Wilson is probably just gassy, but no telling. Y'all just don't know. This dog, he eats more than anybody, so he stopped eating. I'm very concerned. But on that note, we're seriously, we're off. Until next week, stay weird. Thanks, everybody. Thank you again.